0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with RetroPod, a show about the past rediscovered. There's a promising new prescription drug that was recently approved to treat depression. Spravato will be available at certified treatment centers. The new drug from Johnson & Johnson acts on different brain chemicals than the decades-old antidepressants like Prozac. But Spravato is being treated with caution, and it can only be administered in a doctor's office under medical supervision. That's because the new treatment is closely related to another drug, one that's been around since 1962 and often used for a very different purpose, for getting really high and dancing all night. Bravado is actually a form of ketamine, or as it's been known for decades by trip seekers in the counterculture club scene, Special K. Ketamine was first synthesized as a drug in the early 1960s, and its intended use was pain relief. This is some really powerful stuff, so potent that it knocks out horses for surgery. During the Vietnam War, medics used ketamine to treat wounded U.S. soldiers, though obviously with smaller doses than the horses. One side effect soldiers experienced was an otherworldly mind-body attachment that made users feel like they were floating away with their organs not fully attached. When word of this reached home, the trippy crowd really wanted to get their hands on the stuff. The federal government tried to get it off the streets, but some far-out researchers continued extolling its virtues and researching potential medicinal benefits like Dr. John C. Lilly, a renowned counterculture physician and close associate of 1960's psychedelic guru, Timothy Leary. Dr. Lilly took his first dose of ketamine to help with his chronic migraine headaches. He then rode increasing doses of the drug into some of the strangest research of the late 20th century. In an appearance on the public television series Thinking Aloud*. Dr. Lilly said he had a rather strange experience upon taking 150 milligrams of ketamine. Lilly told the interviewer that the experience made him believe that a very important part of his body had suddenly been removed by the imaginary Earth Coincidence Control Office. And I was screaming in terror. My wife, Tony, came running in from Dublin, and she said it's still attached test." <laughs> so I shouted at the, at the uh, ceiling. Who's in charge up there, a bunch of crazy kids? Lilly was one interesting dude. He wrote books on topics ranging from electro neurobiology to gas pressure measurement. Lily is also credited with coining the phrase human biocomputer, a widely embraced metaphor of the brain as hardware and consciousness as software. Timothy Leary once called his friend a veritable Isaac Newton of the mind. Lilly was also an enthusiastic psychonaut, a word that isn't in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, but generally describes those who use consciousness-expanding drugs in a metaphysical quest to understand the greater meaning of being. Ketamine figured in two of Lilly's most notable research projects, The first was the invention of an isolation tank, a dark, soundproof enclosure half-filled with saline water meant to deprive a person of all external stimuli while tripping on ketamine. Lilly hoped deeper levels of the unconscious mind would emerge. He spent hours inside, carefully noting his reaction to various doses. Lilly also used the drug in an attempt to cross the communication barrier between humans and dolphins. He believed dolphins were capable of communication, which has since been proven true, and that they could learn human speech, which, well, let's put it this way. When was the last time you spoke with a dolphin? Now ketamine has found its way into modern medicine. That trip began not long before Lily died when researchers in New York gave IV ketamine to seven patients suffering from extreme depression. In a few hours, they felt better. It was a wonderful shock, one of the researchers said. Now, another counterculture drug is being tested, this time to relieve anxiety for people facing imminent death. The drug is probably familiar to anyone who ever faced an imminent Grateful Dead show. L.S.D. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Steve Hendricks for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.